everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to Revolutionary Lumpen Radio. This episode, we are delighted to be joined by Palestine Action, a UK-based organization that focuses on the dismantling of the infrastructure that facilitates Israeli apartheid against the Palestinian population by physically disrupting, destroying, or sabotaging the manufacturing of weapons that are being used and tested on the captive Palestinian population, then sold to the Israeli government or the IDF, the so-called Israeli Defense Forces, just so a lot of money can be made at the expense of human life. Palestine Action knows where these military industrial sites are. They have not and they will not give up their successful direct action that is already shut down one of the 10 Elbit system sites across the United Kingdom. So we brought them on so that we can learn more about Palestine Action as well as platform Palestine Action and give them all of our support and bodies to this critical movement. So let's get the show on the road. Who are we joined by? My name's Kieran. Been working and organising Pal Action since the beginning, really, around mid-2020. And I helped to do some of the organising and support work, the kind of media work. And I'm currently doing a PhD at the moment on Palestine Action and its radical form of praxis and the ways in which Palestine Action's praxis relates to global struggles against racial capitalism, imperialism and colonialism. Jesus Christ, I'd love to read that. <laughs> and I'm Richard. I'm one of the co-founders. It's good to have Kieran here with that intellectual basis behind it. I'm a bit dumb myself. Um... <laughs> I've, I've seen your uh, theory of Palestine Action presentation, so don't worry. Everybody, everybody will love that. And yeah, I'm like one of the co-founders. I've been involved in other direct action movements, environmental and animal rights. And also before Palestine Action, I was involved in shutting Albert down. And I'll talk about that a bit more as we talk about that theory about what direct action works. But I suppose it's worth me saying, I got involved in this. I'm a normal guy, right? I'm a council estate kid. I got involved because I lived near one of the factories. And I'm like, what the hell is this thing going on here? And then found out more about sort of the politics and Palestine because of that. But basically I got involved because I live next to a factory that made evil weapons. And when I found out it was being used in the illegal occupation and brutal crushing and apartheid regime against an occupied people, then all I knew is that I was going to do something about it. Yeah, right on. Hell yeah. So how old were you when you stumbled across this murder factory on your doorstep? It's probably like, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years ago. So I was in my thirties and I and I just didn't know, like a lot of us don't, right? And this this is the, the actual reality of what we found with Palestine Action. And again, without getting too theoretical, it's about the clues in the name, right? It's Palestine Action. <laughs> yeah. You want to take action. So for me, it was as soon as I found out then I needed to do something straight away. I was like, I'm not having this here. And we've seen that subsequently, like our occupation in Leicester. People didn't know there was a factory there until four people clambered on a roof quite precariously up a ladder, got on a roof. And then suddenly a thousand people from the local community, a local area, a working class area, mainly Asians who came out and took direct action 
themselves by getting arrested for throwing activists' water on the roof, by blockading the um, police and not and let them take activists out for hours on end, by putting fences up themselves. For us, this kind of way of acting is 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 about acting first um i've been in loads of groups right and they talk a good game they never get on the pitch and play it personal action is the other way around we do things first then we there's a, an element of education and planning and learning and then we continue that spiral from there and it's like the thing that kieran touched on some of that can be drawn from actually liberation theologians drawing on Marxist interpretations and for them the bible who in southern america who went out and gave up their privileged academia life and went and lived in the favelas and worked things out from there but it's all about that action spiral first of all for us and for me personally if not me who and if not now when i can act to stop these weapons being manufactured it's within my power and i will do that What brought me here today is a kind of realisation that direct action is probably one of the best ways to get your voice heard. We are here to shut Elbit down. for people to accept like, that weapons being built around the corner from schools and stuff is, is normal. What we're doing is part of a reaction to, to what is already happening. It's not, we haven't started this out in nowhere. Like. It's not about our arrests. We're doing it for others that aren't in a position like ours. For example, I often think when a fighter jet flies over my head, uh, maybe it's like a novelty, maybe it's a very loud sound, but I wouldn't have to directly worry about my own safety or the safety of my family or the livelihood that I wish to lead. Wowza. Okay, so we've got a hell of an episode ahead of us. Indeed. It's really interesting just to get everybody together. I mean, all of us here are absolutely disgusted at what Israel and the UK is doing to the Palestinian population through its complicity. Even if you're not doing nothing, you're complicit. So people probably know that we state that we are a Marxist revolutionary podcast and we always love to get to know our guests a little on the show before diving into the actual questions. And one of the ways that we do this is to ask our guests what political tendency they subscribe to, if any. But as you're here as Palestine Action representing an organisation, I suppose that could very massively is that the case certainly for palestine action we have a broad group of people who take part yeah we don't say that people have to sign up to any particular political view and whatever our own personal ones are and we have people of very different views both politically religiously and any other things and then that's one of the beauties of it the kind of cross-section of who takes part all with a view to going, like I was mentioning before, about going, this is an occupied people. This is people living under apartheid regime. This is people who are so badly treated day in, day out, that we want to do something about it. So there's no sort of political doctrine for us, even though maybe a lot of people subscribe to one certain one within it. 
for taking part but it was purposely to try and bring in people and also especially i say including maybe myself in that bringing in people who are not we're not that interested in politics to be honest which is like most normal people i would say <laughs> most of the people i grew up with are not involved in politics i think it's all a load of rubbish in terms of specifically party politics but when they realize there's something like this happening and that they can make a concrete difference by taking action by using simply themselves or some simple tools that's how we bring them in and then they get exposed to other ideas and other people who are in it so yeah so as a movement we wouldn't subscribe to any particular political view apart from the only one being that israel is an apartheid regime we're going to end it from where it started we'll start the end of it from where it started which is here in britain where the Balfour agreement signed away the land of palestine and the palestinians land where it had no right to do so just to carry on from that i think um rich's point is really key right that we have marxists involved we have anarchists involved we have people who maybe they're kind of theoretical political tendency isn't as developed you might say but everybody is there for the same reasons getting involved and is organizing for the same reason which is the destruction the abolition of the complicity between britain and israel's apartheid colonial regime and fundamentally the liberation of palestine right the central focus of what we're doing here as rich said is the developing of concrete solidarity through actual material actions that we can affect the actual reproduction of Zionist colonialism and the oppression of the Palestinian people. We can actually have a material effect on that from the ground on which we stand, where the weapons are being produced, where the diplomatic and political support is being manufactured in Britain. So I think in terms of like the political stance, it's as much an anti-colonial one as it is in what one activist has said to me is the development of communities of resistance as famous anti-racist theorists of the institute of race relations sivanandan discusses we're developing communities of resistance in britain to zionist colonialism and israeli apartheid and so it's the bringing together of multiple social forces from whatever your background to come together and work to free palestine and in through that freeing our communities from these murderous, war-making profiteers that are not only destroying the lives of people all over the world, but destroying the very dignity and the humanity of ourselves by being here, right on our doorsteps. Wow. Yeah, totally true. Yes, absolutely. You're developing communities of resistance. That's absolutely true. And you can see that, and I implore everybody else to see that by following Palestine Action and all the social media networks, and you do see that the communities do get involved. That's really something something else, doing amazing work. And this is just one aspect of that work, and we're going to talk more about the work in concrete terms. We do have an understanding that it's a very broad organisation. It's an organisation that doesn't have, as you said, some kind of ideological body. That doesn't matter. What matters is stopping the trauma and the devastation that's happening to the Palestinian people. So it's a similar question. Who is Palestine Action? It's a great question. Actually, it would be quite difficult to answer. I mean, it reminds me of that Pussy Riot t-shirt that used to be worn. We're saying we're all Pussy Riot. And to an extent, 
anybody who takes action against Elbit Systems or any of their suppliers or any of the companies that are complicit with them is Palestine action as long as it seeks to disrupt or destroy or damage that company. That's kind of like the only line that we have that people have to do. And Palestine action is so broad, as we've described in terms of how it's set up in order to be broad enough to include everyone. We have a real mix of races, of religions, of class backgrounds and minorities. However, it's probably worth saying and that we're kind of, you know, amongst our things of being proud, we're quite proud that if we look at the, ma- the majority of people who've taken action for Palestine Action, it would be people from the LGBTQ community, trans folks, from a large proportion of people who've taken action recently, Muslims as well, and those groups coming together, those oppressed groups and people from all backgrounds. And and to, to be honest, that's a real kind of like amazing thing that often we don't see in revolutionary and other movements. Often it's very, I, I speak from the environmental, from, from previous stuff in environmental movements, which was pretty much white middle class people. Whereas within Palestine Action, it's so broad. And those people come together, like Kieran was saying before, because of the cause, they might have differing views on certain things with regards to religion or what have you. But when they they can put those aside and learn from each other and actually get to understand and change some of our views about things or become more accepting of each other is often by meeting those people who are maybe different to us. And, And for us, that's amazing. So basically, the short answer is, Anyone who takes actions to stop this company is Palestine Action. We have people who do actions who people within Palestine Action, other people won't even know because they'll just send in videos to us saying, we did this action. And that's exactly how we want it because it's a network. It's it's so wide in that way that we can all be Palestine Action. And like you've already said, I would encourage anybody that's listening to this to join us, our online form. We can share our links, join wherever you are. And we'll talk about sort of localities maybe a bit later on. But yeah, anybody who wants to take action can be in Palestine Action. Okay, great. It seems it shouldn't be that way, but it does seem like the most oppressed people are always willing to stand up first. It's just great to see that kind of solidarity between oppressed individuals. Carrying on from both that and the solidarities of people oppressed by capitalism, imperialism, colonialism, patriarchy, racism, that on the idea that everyone that gets involved is Palestine Action. We're a network. We are a developing social movement. One of my favorite quotes from the late Palestinian writer and intellectual Edward Eid said, the idea of resistance, content, and muscle. More usefully, resistance gets detail and a positively new approach to the microphysics of oppression from Palestine. So I think there's a reason why marginalized, oppressed, people in this country, particularly trans people, particularly Muslims with the rise of transphobia and Islamophobia and racism, is that Palestine sits as this kind of signifier of a rallying cry. Um, we can interpret the violence against us through Palestine. And that's on for the lib- toward the liberation of Palestine. I think there's also a kind of implicit recognition that we also work towards the liberation of ourselves. And I think that's what Palestine Action actually provides for people. It's that space, it's that network, it's that activity of coming together, work. And work, and then you cut out. No, sorry, no, I had finished, but then everything went silent. I think it messed up my ends. I mean, I think you're absolutely correct. And I think that that is why Palestine Action is so important to me. And it's 
so important to the people who are listening to this now that they go and support them because nobody else is doing the work Palestine Action is doing and that work is actual action. I mean, on that point that you said, why so many oppressed people are feeling like Palestine Action is almost a vent for their oppression also, just what is Palestine Action? As we've described, it's a network, right? is a network of people to be able to facilitate them to take action, to resist, to be part of that resistance against Elbit Systems, Israel's largest bit arms manufacturer. And for Palestine Action, it's about choosing that target, that key target, right? The complicit, dodgy, fucked up companies, right? But going after one target and staying focused is how we win. And we and the Palestinian people are fed up with not winning. However good things are, However good boycotting things are or humor or whatever it is, it's about winning things. And when these weapons are made here and then exported over, and this is a company that literally markets its weapons as battle-tested, meaning they've been battle-tested on the captive um, population of Gaza and then sold to other regimes around the world. So for Palestine Action, it's about that. It's about focusing on a target and going after it in a sustained nature, continually, also, another key element for Palestine Action is to keep that simple, right? Keep that simple message. Both Israeli lobby and some of our comrades in the Palestinian, wider Palestinian solidarity movement have made this matter so confusing, yeah? That some people, Angela Davis talks about it in her book, Freedom is a Constant Struggle, where she says, we've made this confusing ourselves. It's not confusing. It's an occupied, oppressed people living under a apartheid regime, right? It's dead simple. This company is the epitome of everything that's bad about capitalism and the regime. It's the evil of the evil. Even HSBC Bank, not known for being particularly moral, won't invest in them. There's no debate about this. There's no side about this. Everybody, normal people, clever people, everybody else, everybody gets it that this company is evil. And that's why Palestine Action is that. And that's why I think we can also bring in people, more people to this, right? Local residents. When I was on the roof of a factory for three days, on day one, we had the usual stuff shouted at us, go and get a job, do this, do that. When we was getting arrested off the roof, they're the same people walking past going, do you know what? They might have a point. Why are they putting their bodies on the line for people they're never going to meet? And they've been talking about this company kills children. Maybe they have a point. So that simple nature, that simple message, that clear, simple target, rather than going after everything, is about how we win and going after the evil of the evil. And that's the way that we engage local communities. That's the way that we bring on loads of people. That's the way we bring on the many students who take an action, the retired people and everyone by focusing on that. So Palestine Action is focused. It's a focused, simple campaign that uses ourselves and our own bodies as a way to bring about end and takes action crucially. Yeah, well said. Kevin, anything to add? I would just continue on that to say one of the comrades in Palestine Action referred to this frequency as guerrilla direct action, right? It's this ongoing, like relentless, kind of like direct action warfare against Elbit systems because it is. Yeah. Because as Rich said, in terms of BDS or some of the kind of other shut Elbit down things that happened before Palestine Action, they were good, but you know, they were sporadic or they would, you know, would go on for a few days or a week or 
it's this ongoing sustained campaign and that is what's getting to the heart of it that's what's breaking elbit systems that's what's not only forcing it to shut down parts of its factory and restrict some of its actual movement in britain but also the direct and sustained nature of the direct action is a directly attacking the arms that are going over there you know smashing up these buildings stopping them for weeks if not months on end is materially impacting and stopping the wealth of weapons of bombs of security systems that are being tried and then tested on palestinians as rich said as combat proven or battle tested they like to then market them to the international arms market i would just add to that about it is that sustained nature of it is key that people would just carry on doing things and also that we kind of understand the world that we live in right yeah so there's not no big bureaucracy yeah we're not seeking to employ people we hope that we won't be around that long right because we can get rid of these things yeah we're not seeking to emulate other things and i think movements and organizations that hang around for too long solidify end up with loads of bureaucracy that stifles action and doesn't encourage it whereas actually maintaining a fluid network is a way of getting people to just that sort of do-it-yourself ethic right rather than going through any number of things and I, and I think that for us that's key to keep it fluid and yes we're organized and we have people who are organizing all the time and doing stuff but we've got to keep things fluid and be able to react and also be able to react to changes in the approach of the state to us and the approach of the company it concerned, that we need to keep that fluid nature of it. I'm sorry to ask you this on the fly, but for anybody who doesn't have context, could you tell us a little something about Elbit Systems? Like, who are they? Systems UK Limited is a defence and aerospace company engaged in a wide range of programmes for the UK MOD. A subsidiary of Elbit Systems, an international high technology company and a trusted supplier for NATO and Five Eyes countries, we develop, manufacture and supply a broad portfolio of airborne, land, naval and cyber systems, products and services for defence, homeland security and commercial applications. We tailor and adapt our technologies, integration skills, market knowledge and operationally proven systems to each customer's individual requirements in both existing and new platforms. Our extensive real-world combat experience, together with a proven development approach. So they're Israel's largest private arms manufacturer. So they're well known, particularly for the drones, okay? So for drones that fly overhead of Gaza every day, yeah? This isn't just when there's bombing, like in May last year. This is every day that this is caused. I saw a recent report that said 50% of children living in occupied Gaza wish they hadn't been born because they hear these things and they don't know whether this drone is an attack drone or a surveillance drone because they're the same things. They make these drones. They make the Makava tank in their Tamworth factory. They make parts for that. They use their surveillance on the apartheid wall and also the wall in the Mexico-USA wall. They are all over the world, in fact, in places. And even in England, they had got a recent contract with Coast Guard to have surveillance, to use the drones to surveil migrants fleeing here. So they're kind of like intersectional in every bad way. They make the stuff that causes the wars, that contributes to the wars and the occupations of people. And then they try and stop the people who are fleeing this 
getting to England and other places. They really are the most evil of the evil company. They make bullets, stun grenades. They bought IMI Systems, the Israeli manuf- the Israeli state manufacturer, and included that in there. And like I said, they are all over the world and in parts are looking at new contracts and basically mixed up in every bad thing you can imagine. They also sell their second biggest customer is India, which is using the illegal occupation of Kashmir. So yeah, that's Albert Systems for you. The kind of like the worst of the worst. Yeah, they really are the worst of the worst. And I totally have to back what you said where they are like the epitome of what's wrong with capitalism, like as an organization. I mean, this is an organization where HSBC won't work with an HSBC. I've been known to work with Mexican cartels, you know, people who cut people's heads off and shit. Like these are criminal capitalists and even they are not willing to touch Elbert Systems. So got to thank Palestine Action for stepping up and fighting the good fight. It is truly a guerrilla organization. In Elbert's own words, their weapons are battle-proven on Palestinian people. But what they have proven is that they are murderers and that their business model relies on murder. with every fibre of my being that asking nicely got people their freedom and their safety and their well-being but unfortunately that is not the world that we live in. The people of Palestine right now are living in an apartheid state. Their children are being murdered and their homes demolished. Rather than challenging this war on Palestine and the killing of its people, this government has chosen to be complicit in these war crimes by allowing Elbit to operate on UK soil. At the end of the day, if if we, if we don't do anything about it, then what's going to change? Israel's monopoly of violence doesn't start in Palestine. It starts beneath my feet in UK soil and beneath my feet on an Elbert war factory. It's not me who's facing the genocide that the Palestinian people are facing. I'm not disconnected from that. It's it's companies here in this country that are profiting from instances of mass death and destruction. It's the government in this country that's ultimately facilitating or at least allowing these deals. I think it's important to note that Elbit not only manufacture several weapons used against Palestinians that have been deemed illegal under international law by Human Rights Watch, but also are producing drones which are going to be used, set to be used in the UK to surveil not only the UK's own citizens, but the UK's borders um, against migrants and asylum seekers. So I really encourage everyone who's watching to get involved. Nation was started started here, like I mentioned before, because the British state gave away the land of which had no right to do so, gave away the the um, land of Palestine with the Balfour Agreement over a hundred years ago. So we started here. 
However, I want to say in terms of location is yes, there's many people who are Palestinian action all over England, Wales, Scotland, in the occupied six counties. But Palestinian action really needs to be and has there's been an action in Berlin the past but it should be everywhere and we've had conversations with people all over the world and, and we have obviously the research we have a great research team so we know where all the Albert sites are all over the world and Palestine action should be anywhere that people will take direct action and stop these factories from operating and we would just sort of reach out to any any listeners here anywhere that they are to reach out to us and we can run like workshops and conversations with you about how you can replicate and start your own Palestine action in your area. Um, as long as we're looking at direct action as a way of stopping that. And obviously we can talk about legalities in your own, you know, legal repercussions in your own countries and states. But yeah, a real call out to people. You can do this, right? There was no great plan before we started, right? One of our first actions, it was just like four or five of us ran into their headquarters and spray painted a bit and tried to run up to their things. It's all about doing it rather than talking about it. And, and you know, we can talk about things forever and a day and plan, plan the perfect thing. But most of the stuff we've done is just committed people with compassion who are fed up with waiting, right? The late, great David Graeber made that great phrase, protest is like begging the powers that be to dig a whale. Direct action is digging the whale yourselves and daring them to stop you. And I would want to say, wherever you are, <laughs> yeah. that whale, right? Act as though you're free now because you are, whatever the state might say, whether that's actions that you seek to get away with or actions that you stay there and you end up getting caught. Palestinians don't have the luxury to choose whether to be on the front line or not. They're forced to by the occupation, all right? We're going to stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters, yeah? You know, to be honest with you, standing outside a brick wall in Kensington that happens to be owned by the Israeli state and shouting at them to change their mind, it ain't going to work, right? Um, however much we've all probably done that. I just urge people, wherever you are, to take that next step and to go, what can we do where we are to take direct action? Whether that's blockading a gate, whether that's get climbing on a roof, whether that's going inside and dismantling them in war machinery. What can you do where you are? Ask yourself that question and then you will become Palestine Action where you are and we can support you setting those up. We want this everywhere. Everywhere there's an Albert factory, there should be a Palestine Action. We will not sit by while the UK government fails to act, fails to stop the export of arms and militarized technology to systems and nations and oppressive governments that kill civilians that entrench apartheid systems and that continue seeking military conflict rather than peaceful resolution. Shut Elbit down! Shut Elbit down! Ask yourself, who are you protecting? Are you protecting the corporate interest of Israel's largest private arms company? Or are you protecting innocent Palestinian civilians? Innocent Myanmar citizens, innocent Indian citizens. Under the guise of technological information, here they increase the amount of suffering that oppressive militaries such as Israel can unleash on oppressed people all around the world. Your profits are covered in Palestinian blood. Cool. 
totally agree. Where is Palestine action? I mean, Palestine action should be inside everybody who has a beating heart and the capacity to physically be involved in this organization. Again, nobody's here to just talk about these things and tell you this is what Palestine action is doing. We're telling you this is what you can do. Like you can join Palestine action. You can shut down a murder factory for a period of time. You can be a crucial participant in the struggle of Palestinian resistance. You can do this. And obviously there are listeners internationally as well, outside of the UK. So listen to what Richard just said. He's really asking you and encouraging you to set up shop where you are and they will go through those legal routes and all of that and all your concerns with you perfectly open and willing to engage and work with you but on that again another question on the fly i apologize could you talk about the legal repercussions there's a lot of destruction by palestine action you have been again seizing sabotaging and destroying the means of production that are used for destruction what have been the legal repercussions of that for anybody who would be concerned? So I suppose it's worth saying at the start, so far, I don't know, I think it's probably about 140, 150 people have been arrested for taking action with Palestine Action. So far, there has been nil convictions, zero. No one has ever been convicted. And in fact, some of us have taken action against Albert way before Palestine Action and, and those cases were always dropped or not brought. That's the kind of the first sight, the first thing is that there's never been a conviction. They didn't want to go to court before, right? For direct action to work, we have to look at important elements of that. And one of the, 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 the sort of key elements are, it's got to be disruptive, right? If you stand outside and don't disrupt it, no one's going to care, right? So you've got to disrupt them in some way. You've got to have an element of sacrifice where people are seeing what's happened. This brings on more people. Um, and then you've got to have a dilemma. And prior to Palestine Action, there was no dilemma. Kieran touched on it before. There was a, an action once every six months, once every year, and the company were like, so what? However, the sustained nature of it meant that Elbit Systems and the state had to then go, oh, what should we do? Should we crack down on them? And at the start of Palestine Action, we saw a massive crackdown. We saw Dominic Rabb, then the foreign secretary, within three weeks of Palestine Action launching, meeting Benny Gantz and the Israeli Minister for Strategic Affairs going, you need to crush this movement. And we saw at the start a massive crackdown on us with, personally, I had a, a police spy camera in a school that was opposite where I was living, pointing at my front door. Stopped under counterterrorism, Schedule 7 counterterrorism. Myself and Huda, the co-founder, were stopped under Schedule 7, refused access to the, any legal help and interrogated for hours before being arrested. Many violent arrests and a real crackdown. But still, there's been no successful prosecutions. We've had four cases get to, to the doorstep of the court, two of them proceeding to a trial. The first one found not guilty when a judge, a magistrate, surprisingly, rather than a crown court where you get a jury, a magistrate saying what they did was entirely proportionate to what this company does. They'd thrown bottles. Oh, oh my God. Thrown bottles of red paint at the building, literally just chucked these bottles and then locked themselves to a gate. And the judge went, a full, you know, a professional judge, not a jury, went, this is proportionate, it's fine, I find that I acquit them. We had another case where the managing agents of Elbit's factory in Shenstone were targeted by three 
when activists who were on the roof caused damage, covered the building in red paint, occupied it for the whole day, shut down the whole town centre. And the, the case was kicked out at half time after the prosecution evidence, with the judge saying that the, the CPS and the police had failed to disclose evidence. It was an abusive process and kicked it out. Two other cases recently that were just on the day before the trial were dropped. So we can never say never, obviously, because some of us face ongoing charges. There was a trial meant to be in March this year in Manchester, the first Crown Court trial. We've just found out that's been put back to 2023. I think we've got like 11 or so to maybe 12 Crown Court cases waiting to go to trial. And we'll see what happens. Some of us have been charged with blackmail which has um, only ever been used once before in the UK for activists, as far as we can work out. That was for the Shack um, animal rights campaign when people were convicted of blackmail. We've been charged with blackmail for pretty much doing a normal ta tactic of saying to the landlords, you should evict this company that are committing war crimes or uh, a campaign will be started against you. So, yeah, we've seen charges of, often the charges are criminal damage um, of more than £5,000, which is a crown court case crown court's always better right you've got over 20 percent more chance of being found not guilty in a crown court than you have to a magistrate's court you've got a jury so you can make your arguments it's worth saying we don't say that this is a crime at all that we're committing we have legal defenses even in a corrupt legal system that we have we have legal defenses in law that we're preventing a greater crime we have the argument of proportionality that we have articles 10 and 11 of the human rights act as saying what we're doing is preventing other crimes and that stems back to the fire of london when you said you could damage buildings if you're going to go and save some somebody else or somebody else's property that was more important but having said all that you know an element of us that also goes well if the law said even the law says what we're doing is wrong fuck it right what we're doing is right morally and we know from history that people often get banged up people often get oppressed and abused by the, by the police and the state um, because of taking the right and moral action in terms of possible repercussions then you know some people especially in respect of high level actions do face prison time there's a lot many many hurdles for the state to, to get over to be able to do that not least trying to convict people um, but if it's then, then there is a possibility of that. But more and more people are going, do you know what? So what? This is the right thing to do. And we'll have our arguments and we'll see what happens. And certainly within that, we we run things like arrest workshops regularly to, to sort of prepare people for both worst case scenario and likelihoods. We have a great legal team, a solicitor who's expert on this, solicitor who represented the um, Smash Edo campaign back in 10 years ago when people had caused £200,000 worth of damage to a factory in Brighton and were found not guilty. So, you know, we hope we will win every single case and everyone will be found not guilty. You know, it, you know, there's a possibility that we'll lose, but whatever it is, we're, we're ready for it and we'll continue doing what we're doing. Yeah, totally. It's absolutely true that, again, it's just a responsibility and a duty to do what we can to help prevent the destruction of Palestine. Thank you for your honesty with that answer, Richard. You know, with all that being said, why is all of that worth it? Why is there Palestine action? Why do that for Palestine? Well, I think this goes back to partly of the quote I read out from Edward Said before. Where a bit before that, he says, there is a international dimension to Palestine as a rallying cry, right? That people see in the oppression of the Palestinians 
um, their colonization and dispossession, but also through the strength of their resistance. I think people see that within themselves. I think that there's two points to it. That one, the solidarity is not merely unidirectional, right? It's not only from Britain to Palestine. Um, this relates to what I said that a comrade said to me before about when we fight for Palestine, we also fight for ourselves. When Palestinians fight for themselves, they also fight for us. There is no nationalist distinctions between our struggle here and the struggle there, right? One, there's an element of the fact that, quoting from Martin Luther King Jr., where he said that justice in somewhere is an affront to justice everywhere, right? That we should struggle for the Palestinian people on its own grounds, of course. Well, that's always where it has to be, right? You know, when we're talking about how Palestine action relates to struggling against the broader relations of capitalism or imperialism or colonialism, Palestinians have to be at the core because otherwise we lose our way. But you have to also then see the ways in which, because of a company like Elbit, because of what it does, because of its process of marketing its weapons as battle-tested and combat-proven on Palestinians, that Palestine is the test site for global regimes of violence that we are seeing exported all around the world. This is something that Israeli scholar Jeff Halper um, describes as Israel's matrix of control, that Israel is developing a matrix of control with security tactics, with weapon technologies, with forms of social pacification and colonization that are then being used in other parts of the world to oppress other people, right? You know, it's, it's known much about the relationship between US police departments being trained by the Israeli military, right? The fact that Elbit Systems drones are being used, as Rich mentioned before, to surveil the English Channel for migrants and refugees. The EU border agency Frontex is also using Elbit Systems Hermes 900 drone, which was first deployed in Gaza in the invasion of Gaza in 2014, when over 2,200 Palestinians were killed, 19,000 homes destroyed, UN centers and schools bombed and destroyed. The Hermes 900 drone was deployed not only for its use in battle, but for the marketing materials that battle-tested would accrue. They, they sped up its usage in Gaza so that they could then say that the drone was battle-tested. That drone is now being used in the English Channel and in the Mediterranean and, being, and used to surveil the border and indigenous lands on the US-Mexico border. So the point is that we fight for Palestine because that is a right, as a duty of all human beings to be against oppression. But we also fight for ourselves because of the way in which Elbit exports these weapons, that they come in a boomerang-like effect, you might say, to then be used on us. So by destroying Elbit systems, we, we really cut into one of the key supply chains of global repression that capitalism and imperialism is, is using. And so there's a kind of core dialectic, we might say, there between the forms of solidarity engendered, that it's a dialectical struggle with a Palestinian freedom for both their liberation, but also ourselves. I would just add to that as well, in terms of why Palestine action. There was a gap here, right? Yeah, there's movements, solidarity with Palestine, but there wasn't a group that were doing direct action. There wasn't a group that would support direct action. There was various collectives of small groups of people 
but there wasn't a movement around it. And the, the, the organizations that are there now are very sort of NGO based and are not revolutionary and not into, you know, as we said, militant direct action or not into direct action at all. And are very much of one type of basically old white people. <laughs> to cut to the chase um and that's fine there's a place for that um actually um to having a new movement that was focused and going we've had enough we've had enough of appealing to these people who have been complicit with this since the very start we've had enough of talking to people who are not going to listen to us we've had enough of signing petitions and going on marches where the cops tell us where we can go and where we can't, and they're going to be absolutely pointless. And now my own journey to that would include going on an, an Iraq war march with a million people. And people talk about this in a very, in a very Western way about, oh, well, this built a movement and it got this happen. Bollocks, I say to that, when Huda tells me about her family and how they suffered in the Iraq war. Yeah. I say, you know, that wasn't enough, I'm afraid, that it's stopped, it's generated a movement called Stop the War or whatever it is. That's not enough. There's good people in these things and there's good people in all these organisations. It's not enough, I'm afraid. And younger people understand that now. I think there's a growing disconnect and dis things that things like lobbying you know what's the point in lobbying when people when the other side have got all the money when they can lobby much better and offer <laughs> and all i can offer is a fag and a maybe a can of stella um <laughs> no. um, we're not we're not and, and also that thing we talked about before we're not going to wait around and appeal to other people younger people understand this now and are fed up with that and other movements and other things you know that we may not share everything with like extinction Rebellion, have shown that there's an appetite for this sort of stuff right so for, for us it was like this has got to be this is where it is and, and it's shown by the people who want to take part by the normal folks who want to get involved there's a big gap there's a gaping hole there of, of not having a radical movement for palestine in this country there were lots of movements doing the other stuff and therefore it needed to happen it was going to happen it just needed to be facilitated and also to carry on from that and richard's use of david graber's quote about direct action is that something that um i think rich you were there actually where huda said to me on the question of um why direct action or why palestine action well really if we're thinking about that we're thinking about this gap that Rich is talking about, you know, why not Palestine action is probably the better question, right? Because the way in which people are, are recognizing that this political system clearly is not working for them and that the ability of direct action shows and exposes to people, to communities that they can have power, that they do have power. And that's through direct action, they can grasp that with their own hands and they can build it with their own hands. That direct action allows people, individuals, communities um, to build what I said about at the beginning, to build communities of resistance in a way that doesn't appeal to dominant political institutions. It, it, it doesn't appeal to, you know, that's the point about protests is that you, you're appealing to the dominant institutions or political parties to go, okay, well, you've annoyed us enough, so we'll make some policy changes. And Palestine Action refuses that. It refuses to engage on, the, on those political terms. Palestine Action, through the power of direct action, through the development of communities of resistance, is subverting the, our current political order 
with all, you know, with the expansion of policing, the expansion of surveillance, the repression of wages of trans people, the increasing racism we're seeing towards migrants and racialized communities is that Palestine action refuses those dominating political structures at every level, right? So what Palestine action is to say, no, we are going to take this ourselves and we're going to grasp this with our own hands and we're going to do this ourselves and we're not going to appeal to you and we don't need to. And I think there's something very powerful about that, both in terms of our struggle for liberation in Palestine, but also, uh, as I've been trying to allude to, our own political context and the liberating of ourselves and our own communities. I think that's very true. You know, it's about I mean, we have the power. That's what Palestine Action wants to do to people. It says you have the power to do this. Don't listen to those posh people telling you you have to beg and plead and wear a suit and go and ask people things. We have the power to stop these things. It's ourselves. Graeber again says direct action is the in, in insistence on acting as though we are already free and we can already be free whatever those oppressive regimes that we live under if we act as though we're free we can be free and we have that power people have proved to us in the past that they have the power to fight against these things and we know that we can if we ignore and take off those shackles whether that be family responsibility feeling that we have to act in a certain way where um we we've got that power to go no fuck it we're going to shut this place down this is wrong what they're doing and we are going to be that change we are going to do that ourselves hi um i'm buffy i'm 19 years old um i am very politically active um and obviously palestine action is something that i was very excited to get involved with um the murdering of innocent civilians and children in palestine is something that i find hard to even comprehend the fact that my government are complicit um in the sell the selling of um arms disgusts me um if my government can't stand up and see what's wrong then I guess I will stand on a roof um, until until this ends um, and shut down Elbiot Systems. Um, today we're stood on um, a factory that uh, sells parts to the Elbiot Systems. Um, so of course this is an extremely important um, part to shut down because um, if you can't get landing gear, then you can't continue with the rest of the production. Um, it's vital that anyone who can and is willing to do an arrestable action that they do um, because the colonial agenda um, apartheid and genocide is something of the past um, we need to learn from our mistakes it's the 21st century um, it's it's quite horrendous just the thought that I'm stood here and generations before me have have stood here absolutely thank you both there's a few points I want to get through there. I just want to thank you, Kevin, for being a good Marxist and coming at me with the contradiction of asking why not Palestine action, and yet answered that explicitly well. A quote of Angela Davis actually agrees with some of the sentiment that was just spoken then. Angela Davis once said, you have to act as if it was possible to radically transform the world, and you have to do it all of the time. And that is true. But what I really did love out of some of those comments was this boomerang system of humanity. What's being used and tested on them is going to come back and be used to oppress us. And that was the case. And there's actual documented cases of uh, the Zionist Israeli pigs forces training the U.S. police forces 
And that was around the time of the George Floyd riots, where obviously the United States wanted to press black people who were standing up against fucking racism in the United States. You know, these methods of oppression are loved by these ruling classes and they'll share them, the countries, in the same way the United Kingdom will share its land so that it can develop weapons to be used against Palestinians. It really is a handshake of murder between these nations and powers, but we do have our own power, which is what we're all getting at. These are a few people making big decisions, but we can make big decisions ourselves with our own body and be actors of history. Just clear up for an international audience, a can of Stella is a highly alcoholic um, can of beer. <laughs> yeah, that was a really interesting answers from you both. Thank you both. This has probably been brought up already, but let's make it more distinct. What do you think sets Palestine action apart from other similar activist groups there's a lot of activist groups who were supporting palestine but what's different about palestine action i think the key thing for me and not just in palestine movement but generally is that there's lots of groups that talk a good game but they never get on the pitch and play it and again the the clues in the title is about action it's about doing things constantly not talking about it forever and not getting off your sofa or writing a load of things that your statement about a certain matter of which which people will probably not read is it's about this doing this attitude of doing something and the key thing that we've learned as we've gone along as well it is doing something rather than nothing yeah if we're thinking there oh well how do we do this how do we shut this factory down there's so many ways to shut down a factory so many ways to skin a cat right i say that hesitatingly as an animal rights activist but you can just do it right if 10 people went together 10 mates and went let's go and shut this factory down they don't even need to take anything with them they could just jump over fences run in cause a bit of mayhem glue themselves to a door i don't know whatever it is they want to do so doing something rather than nothing and also there's that we touched on that a little bit there's that there's something beautifully poetic and simple about dismantling Israel's largest private arms manufacturer, one of the most high-tech companies, you know, in the world at the cutting edge of military technology, and pretty much the biggest tools we've used maybe are a hammer, and we destroy it. We don't go in to fight them with some sort of high-tech stuff. It's This is stuff that normal folks can do, right? Most people are just picking these things up from around their house, a ladder and a hammer. You know, maybe our most high tech thing is a fire extinguisher filled with paint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, and there's something about that that just keeps it simple. And also, I would say that our actions have been, you know, yes, we talk about this red paint, the symbolic paint that makes it spray every, spray everywhere and looks good. But our actions are also very simple. Yeah. And some groups overly fucking make this very arty and therefore exclusionary, exclusionary to people who think that that's a bit weird yeah <laughs> um and they spend too much, too much time planning all these things and even you know and i've been involved in some of these groups even these kind of like setting up these really difficult tripods to put people free stories up and stuff you know that can put people off i think really yeah when they go oh that's a bit confusing whereas Pretty much everyone's climbed a ladder even if they're a bit scared by it yeah and obviously things have to get a little bit more creative as the the cops and the um security 
these places get more difficult but really people of goodwill and determination and not giving a fuck about necessarily what's gonna you know what's gonna happen and stuff can get this done really simply so it's about that sustained nature of it and going yeah yes we need sort of media and exposure but that's not our primary aim our primary aim is to shut down these factories we keep it simple right and we do something rather than nothing to me that's the thing that stands out and that that people are willing to sacrifice stuff cautious organizations that are always worrying about themselves that's not palestine action as you mentioned before is fluid yeah we can move we can be we can stay one step ahead of everybody our opponents um and also keeping it simple not getting engaged and drawn into long difficult disputes about from the other side who try and bring it in we ignore them and we go after this company for me action doing something and keeping it simple uh, Kevin, any thoughts? Well, yeah, I think it's that's that's the beauty of it, and that um, indifference to some of our Palestine organisations. I mean, again, as as Rich laid out, I mean, this was one of the main reasons for starting Palestine Action. That we have seventy years of colonialism in Palestine. We have. Uh, over 50 years of expansion and then the military colonial occupation into the West Bank and Gaza. Um, we, we've had the 2014 um, bombardment and invasion, you know, all over our TV screens. We had um, the murder of hundreds of Palestinians at the Great March of Return over the last few years before COVID. Um, last year, during the Unity Intifada, we had um, almost 300 Palestinians killed by Israel, and that was, you know, that was all over our TV screens. It's not like people don't know what's going on, and this is the thing about the simplicity of it, right? That there is no confusion here. That it's very clear who is the oppressor and who is the oppressed. It is very clear who are the people with the guns, who are the people with the high-tech military drones and technologies, who is bombing who, and who is resisting that violence. And so Palestine Action's point for being, you know, again, going back to why Palestine Action, why not Palestine Action, is that people know, and now is the time for changing that. Um, so many other Palestine organizations focus on, you know, educational, political education and doing workshops and things or like community events. And it's like, it's not that those things aren't useful but without action without a sustained direct action campaign what are you really building there i don't think you're building any kind of power which is actually which can kind of build off of or or where be, be the BDS, broader bds movement is winning wins i mean you know bds has been going for now over 15 years um and we're still no closer to the liberation of palestine despite you know victories here and there so the point of why we're doing this and the difference to other kind of Palestine-based groups is we know enough. And now with that knowledge, we are going to take action. But, but, but there's also a way in which the actions themselves, you know, if you're talking about political education, the need to keep educating people in Palestine, well, what better way to educate people, to ed educate communities, to raise consciousness in communities than doing a direct action, than holding, smashing a factory. What's going on over there? And then people go and see, there's a big banner, you know, this factory uh, sells its weapons as battle tested on Palestinians. You know, this is a arms factory. This uses drones to bomb um, 
the people of Gaza, right? Um, what better way to educate people and raise consciousness around Palestine than to take action, take direct action? You know, so these are the multiple things that are going through um, as Palestine Action is building its campaign, as it's targeting and occupying these factories. Um, and I think that's that that's the beauty. It's it's both the simplicity of it, but the way that it the actions themselves promote the awareness that you know a hundred uh, webinar or Zoom events you know can't can't do. Very important words there, Kieran. Thank you for them. It's just like it reminds me. I'm sure a lot of people will will sympathise with this. Do you remember like being in school when you'd have science and then you'd have like a practical lesson and that was where you'd actually do the science yourself. You'd get a Bunsen burner out and you'd see how something reacts in that and you'd learn a lot from that. But like if you were naughty, the teacher would just say, oh, you're just reading from the book. You aren't doing any practical lessons. And the naughty kids never, ever got to do any practical lessons in their class. And there's one because... It's an important way of learning is to practically do the things yourself and to see them operate it and, and like see how things react, see how things work and see how they don't work together. I mean, that's true in a scientific basis. It's true in class struggle and it's true in just, that's just how education and information works. We can't all sit around and read things or listen to things, even, you know, things like this podcast. There's no good listening to it without actually doing the action. Another point that you raised was, you know, all of these results of the hundreds of webinars, you know, all these meetings. What are you really doing? That is a good opportunity to lead us into the next question, actually. So for you to ask, like, what what are they really doing? Let's ask you, what has been the results of Palestine action? What are you really doing? I think that's key for us as well as we started off. And as I mentioned before, is we want to win, yeah? So for us, key things are the amount of damage and the amount of days that this company has been closed. We've cost them over £20 million, right? Yeah? Um, both in terms of damage and lost production, crucially we've closed one of their factories it's not happened in england wales and scotland before it happened in Derry, where they closed a raping factory we closed and got a factory out of oldham they're down to nine of them yeah they're on the back foot which goes against their whole strategy their whole capitalistic strategy their strategy was to buy new companies and grow it that way but the force of the direct actions that happened there over an 18-month period when over 10 direct actions happened forced them to close so this is actually closed so we've we, there's a direct material results okay there's no dispute about that we other 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 things has been amplifying the palestinian voice we've had famous palestinians talk about how our actions have amplified that by the by the very nature of them we know that mainstream media doesn't like covering palestine at the best of times it doesn't cover us very often however it, it's been the, the nature of the actions has been that some people just can't ignore them and you get that out there and we get that support directly from Occupied Gaza and the West Bank that people tell us we've been on shows there and tell us about how thankful they are and how pleased they are to see what we've done. And they're amazed by that. So for us, those are really, really important. The concrete stuff, though, the literal concrete sometimes that's been taken <laughs> out of the building. 
Um, yeah, these are the things. This is the, this is what costs the capitalists. This is the only thing they do. Economic sabotage is the only thing that they understand and lost production when they can't make these evil weapons. This is what gets them, gets the results and direct action gets the results like nothing else. We don't, we can't have a like little debate about what caused this or this caused this. We know, right? We know full well that it's direct action what got rid of the factory in Oldham, yeah? It wasn't because there's never been, right? As far as I'm aware, there has never been a politician, whoever it is, from everyone, from, you know, up to Jeremy Corbyn or whoever, nobody, none of those politicians have ever shut an arms factory down. Palestine Action has. Yes. Yeah, it's true. What, so what do you say, 20 million pounds worth of damage what does that look like is it in stocks and shares or is it in actual material infrastructure or weapons first of all it looks fucking great (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah it looks like smashed up buildings what it what 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 that no that's not to including any dirty firms and what they're doing still that doesn't stop us getting there um shut these places down so yeah these are direct direct costs not fluctuating ones yeah i mean just you've literally shut a fucking factory down that's unprecedented seriously blows my mind and, and that's why palestine action is so crucial because it's clearly the action that we can take to literally cause a domino effect across the whole available systems across the UK and we can do this people. Israel's monopoly of violence doesn't start in Palestine. It starts beneath my feet on UK soil. Right now the people of Palestine are living in an apartheid state. Their children are being murdered and their homes demolished. It's in this factory, in this town, in this country that the weapons made to kill the people of Palestine are produced. Israel dismantled this monopoly of violence Israel has over Palestine. Brick by brick. Weapons of destruction. You have swords on your hands. Elbert not only manufactures several weapons that have been deemed illegal under international law by Human Rights Watch, um, but also are uh, manufacturing drones which are going to be used to surveil not only the UK population, but also the UK's borders against migrants and asylum seekers. Their business model is reliant on murder. This is what I can do about the situation. I can come to this factory and I can shut them down. You sure did. (laughs) So we are a Marxist or communist agitation propaganda podcast platform. So for that reason, we love and we support Palestine action, particularly the use of direct action and your results against imperialism, colonialism and oppression supported and facilitated from the British Imperial Corps. The work you do and that of all the activists who participate is unprecedented in history, genuinely. Congratulations and thank you for that on behalf of humanity. So with that being said, we would like to think that you are, but as we're not sure, we have to ask, 
do you feel like you're getting support from the largest communist, Marxist, anti-imperialist organizations in the UK or the world? And if so, how do they support you? So here we have hundreds of people who want to take action. We have thousands of people on our list. Our social media has grown massively that we've got, I don't know, 45,000 followers on Instagram and 25,500 on Twitter from nothing. We don't have Facebook because we got banned from it. So yeah, our support grows and grows and we have support in terms of many individuals um, who often are involved in other movements as well. In terms of actual organizations and stuff actively supporting us, we don't have many, right? Uh, most won't put their name to it. And in fact, I, 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 it's really horrible to say, but some of the large organizations, specifically Palestine ones, actively work against us um, for their own reasons. What? Oh my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like legitimately sorry that um, I'm sh- that's messed up that's wrong it's, it's so wrong um you know they, 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 they and some of that's in relation to individuals who work there who feel threatened i think about our successes which is just scandalous and and and, and try to claim sort of things that are partly theirs which is really scandalous but however we know this is what happens right the freedom riders as an example in the states right martin luther king did not support them thought they were doing his wrong at the start and then joined them at the end because they'd grown it and, and brought it on so we haven't had massive support from other groups there you know um and there are groups loose organizations that have you know supported us and retweeted at the least um, we would encourage those groups to be brave um and say we are going to support them and, and send out stuff and, and i said there are there are, are many individuals, even within those groups that have, uh, who actively don't support us, there's many individuals who sit within their branches, and for, for instance, who completely support us, both financially and logistically and um, as and in solidarity with support. So it's a, it's a movable goal, but we would reach out to any of those groups that want to work with us, whether they be communist, Marxist, anti-imperialists. And certainly we have support. The most notable supporters of us are Samadun, the um, Palestinian political prisoners international movement anti-imperialist movement um, and some anti-imperialist groups in mainland europe who've reached out to us and within and in france there's um, a group there that supports us although they've recently been banned in in france we do have those groups who support us and we just reach out to more because i think as it is often quite a phrase we're stronger together and there's there's so many connections and as kieran you've pointed out there's so many connections about the palestinian struggle that fit within that larger framework and those groups coming out and supporting us taking their actions for themselves we've had um in this country well in, in wales we've had the welsh underground network who support us and have done an action as palestine action themselves which is fantastic and as i said in in saying communist and marxist with the youth communist league of, um, i think they've retweeted us and members of that so they're supporting us but we would love to talk to these groups and try to sort of firm up sort of links and support them to take action under a Palestine action or their own banner as a kind of joint thing. We have in the past done an action with Extinction Rebellion in the north, not their central group who've done that. And many from, from those sort of movements have joined us. So again, yeah, I would reach out to those groups. We can come, we can talk together. We can run specific workshops for your groups, about how you can do our stuff. And and I think this is this will be a really key thing over the next six months that we want those groups to to join with us and take action and check out, you know, as I said before, and I, I think 
you know, we, we only have one document that people need to sign up to that has sort of 10 points, which basically is kind of like summed up with, you've got to take action. You've got to disrupt and destroy them. You've got to do more than you talk about it. You've not got to be a dickhead, right? You got you can't be fucking racist or any of that stuff. And, um, and, and that's pretty much it, right? But reach out to us and we'll go through that. And wherever that is, in the world i think these groups we, we groups we can speak together and, and and plan together so you did mention you know working with other socialist marxist organizations just then so it seems like you would be open and encourage those socialist or marxist organizations to form brigades to help palestine action to shut albert down is that the case yeah hundred percent. We really want this. As I said, we've had the Welsh Underground Group do a similar. We'd love those groups to approach us and we can run workshops and talk about how it can be, it can happen wherever you is your based. We really want those groups to come forward. You know, you're on the right side. We're on the right side. Let's, let's join together. Let's, let's, let's do some planning and um, yeah, let's do this together. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, we can do this. People like you can join Palestine Action. They're going to support you. They're going to, get you to where you need to be so that you can participate because this needs to happen. We're serious. We, we need this to happen. So on that note, where can people find, follow? How can they support Palestine Action? So principally, the support for Palestine Action is taking action, obviously, yeah? And you can go on our website and there's a form to complete and then you'll get rang by someone and um, invited to workshops. Our website is www.palestineaction.org. And then on Twitter and Instagram, we're pal underscore action. Follow us there and then join us or message us through any of those mediums and we'll get in contact with you and try and invite you along to workshops and get you involved in whatever capacity you can get involved with in this resistance. And we need more people, you know. We've got loads, but there's always more people. The more people you can do, the more actions we can do, the quicker we can get rid of this company and move on to other complicit companies. So, yeah, encourage. I just encourage everyone and groups and individuals to go to our social media pages, go to our website and join us and then take action yeah just want to appeal to the international audience so again if you're outside of the uk this is something you very much can get started on in your country respectively as i'm sure that we can find some kind of link towards you know your rulers over there where they support the oppression of the palestinian population so we have to take palestine action there Thank you to those who have already participated in Palestine Action, love and solidarity. And we're going to make all of the links that you mentioned easily accessible for all of our listeners so that they can go and apply and join and find some of the best people that they could ever meet, which are those of Palestine Action. Yeah, goodbye, everyone. And please, yeah, please do join Palestine Action and let's shut down this evil company and let's bring it about by action. It's been great. It's been a great conversation. Thanks for having us. As always, workers and lumpen of the world, unite. While we listen to tunes made by ignorant fools, Israel blocked the UN from delivering food. They bring in the troops and you won't even glimpse at the news. They make money off the products that we're quick to consume. And it's not simply a question of different views. Forget emotions, this is facts, what I spit is the truth. Makes no difference if you're a Christian or if you're a Jew. They're just people living in different conditions to you. They still die when you bomb their schools, mosques and hospitals. It's not because of rockets, please God, can you stop this all? I'm not related to the 
strangers on the TV But I relate, cause those strangers could have been me Words could never ever explain the raw tragedy It's not a war, they're just murdering more rapidly And we're automatically supporting pure savagery Imagine how you feel if this was your family For peace times of war, we shan't surrender. Remember, it didn't start in this dark December. Every coin is a bullet if you're Marks and Spencer. And when you're sipping Coca Cola, that's another pistol in the holster of them soulless soldiers. You say you know about the Zionist lobby, but you put money in their pocket when you're buying their coffee. Talking about revolution sitting in Starbucks. The fact is, that's the type of thinking I can't trust, let alone. Even start to respect before you talk Learn the meaning of that scarf on your neck Forget Nestle, Obama Promise Israel, 30 billion over the next decade They're trigger happy and they're crazy Think about that when you're putting Huggies nappies on your baby Just a war over stolen land Why do you think little boys are throwing stones at tanks? And we'll never really know how many people are dead They drop bombs on innocent girls while they sleep in their bed Don't get offended by facts, just try and listen Nothing is more anti-Semitic than Zionism So please don't bring bad vibes when you speak to me There's plenty of rabbis that agree with me It's your choice what you do with this message Don't get it confused, I view this from a human perspective How many more resolutions have to be violated? How many more children have to be annihilated? Israel is a terror state, they're terrorists that terrorize I testify my television, televise and telling lies This is not a war, it is systematic change but whatever they try, Palestine will never die. Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza This is for the child that is searching for an answer Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter Long live Palestine, long live Gaza Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza This is for the child that is searching for an answer Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter Long live Palestine, long live Gaza